Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. Um, so, we're going to do another nostalgia-based podcast. Just looking back, uh, last time we did one of these, it was generally the launch of the PS2 and the launch already, of the GameCube and Xbox. I'm already getting nostalgic for that podcast. Oh, yeah, I know, man. man. It feels like it was, like, I don't know, like a month Months ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before I get into that, I wanted to put some of the uh, promotion stuff in front. Um, first, let people know... I actually did, before April, manage to finish my new video for Ramble Pack. Um, it was on Metro Prime 2 Echoes, uh, a 20-minute-long video, and it was very, very specific thesis. Um, so, uh, youtube.com slash ramblepack64, no C, and yeah, give it a ch- check it out. Um, I've been getting some very positive feedback on it already. Uh, granted, not a lot because I'm a nobody YouTuber, but I've gotten some <laughs> new subscribers and I've got people saying positive things. So positive things is good. And honestly, it it always it's always nice to go back watch a video and most of the time I I'm filled with nothing but regret. But going <laughs> back, this is one of those videos where I go back and I watch it and I expect it to be filled with nothing but regret. But instead, it's like, you know, I kind of want to watch my own video again. And I know, maybe I, that's ego, but... No, I think that's... that's When you can stand to listen to yourself, it's usually a pretty good thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, check that out. Um, even though this past week I've taken off, kind of like Easter week, um, I'm updating Gamertag.net, my blog, more often. Again, Gamertagged. .net, so 2GZD, and I've got sort of new columns going. Like, every Monday I have silver screenings where I talk about anime or movies or something. I'm going to have uh, a little surprise on there the, the Monday after this goes up, and then the week after I'll probably have thoughts on Pacific Rim Uprising. Cool. I've talked about some anime, I talked about the new Tomb Raider movie, um, and then every Friday is something called Game Log, or at least I try to make a Game Log, which is just... General thoughts about something I've been playing. Like, there's a lot of I Am Setsuna that's been going up on uh, the past few weeks, uh, which we did our... Was that yeah, our last we, episode? Was it? I think that was our last episode. Yeah, we, yeah. Had, we missed a couple. We missed a couple in there, didn't we? No, uh, we, 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 we missed an extra week. Yeah. If, if we did Easter... The week before Easter week, then it would have been good. It's, there you go. we, anyway. We, we ended up doing a week. But either way, um, Ramble Pack, uh, YouTube.com slash RamblePack64, Gamertag.net... You can find some of my stuff there. Is there anything that you've been writing on Progmon? Uh, I don't have anything recently, but coming up, I'll be handling, uh, for your nerds out there, Spock's Beard. Um, they're like one of the most... Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah Spock's Beard. I'll, I'll be handling Tesseract. I'll have a review of her Tesseract's new album coming out soon. Um, that's really, the, the new Tesseract is really good. I haven't, I've only just like barely listened to the Spock's Beard. Uh, mm. I enjoyed both of those. I'll have a couple other ones up, so keep an eye out for that. That's theprogmind.com? Theprogmind.com. All one word. Find us on Facebook or wherever else. So, Google it. Yeah. Google. Um, Probably worth a Google. But uh, do, you, do, do you have a uh, pri- like a new music project you're working on yourself? I, have a, I do have a music project I'm working on, but... Way too early to talk un- about? Unnamed... Um, <laughs> Well, it's, it's, the writing is pretty much all done. Uh, it's the recording, re- recording that needs to happen. 
uh, whether or not this gets a name other than my name, or you know that kind of thing. So. You got to come up with something clever, like Toe Hider, although that's taken. So maybe like Thumb Seeker. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self: Do not let Chris try to name my band. Um, no, um, but. Alright, well, I'll be sure to have you talk more about yeah. that when uh, when it comes around. But as you said, today we're going back to nostalgia. We're going to try and do it a little better. Like, I do have several several pieces of paper. We tried to share a Google Doc this time. And I, I decided this is how we can figure out what we both actually, you know, played uh, simultaneously. And it turns out, not a lot. So, uh, we'll gloss over a lot of stuff. Again, if you want, send an email to ramblepack64 at gmail.com or just leave a comment on either the Facebook page, facebook.com slash ramblepack64, on Gamertag's comments, and I don't know, I feel like maybe I'll eventually I'll start posting these to YouTube. I need to figure out how people would think, of, what people would think there. I, I think um, we need to stop recording in a messy toy room at my house. And like, <laughs> just, even if we just had a single camera video, would you guys watch that? Just like a video. Oh, on we don't us. need video. We don't need. We don't actually. Oh, we don't need, need that, video. But, but that's um, fun, and then we can like yeah, maybe do funny maybe. stuff with the video. Not really do funny stuff. We can just have a video. So people It'll can be see more awkward like. to edit. <laughs> it will be more awkward to edit. So uh, and you well, can well, we'll try we'll and guess at what we're drinking. Oh yeah. Usually yeah. water, sometimes not water. As we each take a sip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dead air. Um. So let's I'll leave that. I'll leave that. Yeah. So what, what are we? Uh, what are we talking about here? So we're starting off. Well, first let's just set the stage because we're starting off with the fall and winter of 2003. Because for me, that's how every new year was kind of structured. Because I had just finished high school, and I'm in college now. I'm in Ro upstate New York. I'm at Rochester Institute of Technology. I'm in a dorm room. I got my Xbox, my GameCube set up. Those are the most important thing for me to bring to college. And definitely not a sense of actually knowing how to do college work. But. And and so this is a little different for me. Because wait, wait, we're talking about already, fall 2003, right? Fall 2003. All right, so I'm coming back. To I am, college. You're returning. So I'm coming back to college as a, I'm a junior now. Um, and I'm on academic probation. Whoa. Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a fun story. Oh, boy. What'd you um, do? I, I mean, I, well, I, I just. Didn't, didn't try have, enough? Didn't try enough. <laughs> uh, and played too many video games. Uh, and uh, and so I'm in, I'm in a new dorm and I'm separated from... We had this... So my first two years, we had a lot of the same guys stay on the same floor in the same dorm. And so we, you know, we played a lot of games together. And we all divided up. One guy was in a different dorm. One guy was in an apartment. Um, I was in... So... It sort of changed the dynamic where I wasn't, I wasn't coming back from class, and somebody's playing Halo in the in the the triple. You know, there was like one big room that had three yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually had four guys in it, but it was always supposed to have three. Um, or you know, somebody wants to play, like set up a land to do Unreal Tournament or something like that. Yeah, or yeah, Age yeah. of Empires. So we we lost all of that. And so there's, yeah, so it's a little bit of a different feel for me coming back in. And also a little bit more like, crap, I need to not flunk out. <laughs> See, for me at first, especially because I didn't really, like, I tried to save some money from GameStop, but 
when you're making friends and going out to eat a lot, that, that money drains real quick. So I um, didn't buy a lot of games uh, at first. I was doing a lot of replaying of Halo, as I had done frequently. And one of the most amusing stories for me was I'm, my, my, my roommate at the time, he's played Halo a bunch. Mm-hmm. And he's watching me play on Legendary. And I get into a fight with the Hunters. And I use the pistol to shoot one of them in the back. You know, it's just the super Yeah, the, the reach on the back, yeah. Yeah, and the pistol, it's always a one-shot kill. And he's just like, his mind is blown by this. He's just like, whoa, wait, what wait, what? what? And I'm like, what, what, what do you mean, what? And then I just go and I kill the other one. He's like, whoa, like, wait, what? aren't you playing on Legendary? It's like, yeah, it's like, you just killed him with one shot. It's like, yeah, man, it's the pistol. <laughs> it's like, so that is an amusing story to me, but... For the most part, I'm, I'm replaying Halo. I'm replaying um, a uh, Metroid Prime a lot, and I'm also playing at the start of classes Harvest Moon, Friends of Mineral, Mineral Town mm-hmm. on my GBA, and that's about it until Christmas time rolls around and I get myself a, a few games. One of which being The Hobbit, which was a very, very lousy, awful um, platformer. And Metal Arms Glitch in the System. Now, this is a game that I do really want to talk about, and in hindsight, probably got overshadowed by Ratchet and Clank. I never thought about it before, but it's a shooting game that's also a platformer. So, in that light, with the PS2 being as big as it was, and the PS2 version of Metal Arms being the worst version, it doesn't surprise me that Metal 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 Arms is one of those sort of... I guess you'd call it a cult classic. Yeah. Because it's definitely got its audience. Um, uh, it's definitely got its audience, but it never made it really big. And the, the, the studio, Swingin' Ape Studios, the only other thing they got to do was be absorbed by Blizzard to try and finish StarCraft Ghost, <laughs> which I think was also, Starcraft like, Ghost. there's stuff like that going on in this year, because I remember reading about it in my dorm. This um, is a funny StarCraft Ghost story. I'm one of these people. Oh, gosh. I still had... I, I, it's gone now. But when StarCraft Ghost was announced it was canceled, I still had my GameStop pre-order receipt for my StarCraft Ghost pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's a combination of going uh, some uh, water <laughs> going down the wrong throat and uh, or pipe. I got two throats, you know. Um, and but, <laughs> being a former GameStop employee, who probably sold someone a uh, I don't know. Ghost pre-order. I don't know, but I do remember. Uh, yeah, I never, I never, I never got to reserve. It was it, like the Wild Wild West back then. I, I think they would take a pre-order for anything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do remember. Like, they still they still do it like, to this day. It's like, oh, it's coming out in 2018. You go to Amazon or you go to Best Buy or GameStop.com, yeah. and it'll have it like, oh, December 31st, 20... Oh, right, year, right, yeah. And it's like, oh, that's not the actual date, but it's just for the computers, basically. But no, Metal Arms glitching the system was really cool. I might do a video on it one day, because I would love to go back to mm. it, because... I liked the platforming. I loved the the writing for it. The comedic elements really worked. Um, And it also had an ability to hack the other enemies. So that allowed for a lot of opportunities, especially when it came to some of the bigger guys. If you could hack some of the bigger enemies, then you just got yourself a tank. It was like before Halo 2 came out, which we'll be talking about. (laughs) um, 
Before Halo 2 came out and introduced the ability to grab someone else's vehicle, this was an opportunity to hijack the enemy and just go, go solder stuff. And it was fun. It was great. Um, and the multiplayer also had hacking in, in it. So it was just this really cool game. And I, I, this is actually when I finally started to get into multiplayer more because of the gaming club at the college. But otherwise, um, oh, and I did forget to touch on, this is also when I started to hate Smash Brothers. Because the first friend I had, in, 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 like he was like the floor above me. Um, oh yeah, you're a gamer too. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, let's hang out more. And every time became Smash Brothers every day. Smash Brothers. And I said, hey, let's play Godzilla destroy all monsters melee where we could throw buildings at each other. And like th- three minutes in, he's like, man, we could just be playing Smash Brothers. Like, we do nothing but play Smash Brothers. <laughs> so by the end of that Smash week, Brothers. by the end of that week, I because I'm 18 and immature and have very little control over my stupid emotions, flip out on him like at lunch one day. Is like there's more games than Smash Brothers, man. Just, just God, there's more than Smash Brothers. <laughs> I'm sick of Smash Brothers, and that was the end of that friendship. So. Fortunately, I had plenty more, but it's like, well... And now he's gone on to be a Smash Brothers pro. Probably. <laughs> he's probably going on to be a lot more than I am. So... <laughs> uh, but no, that, that for for a while, up until uh, the one on the Wii U, um, I, I hated Smash Brothers. Yeah, I can kind of see that, where I, I always saw Smash Brothers as, like, complete and utter chaos with four people playing... But then, when when then when I found out like oh like this is like a serious game that people like <laughs> there's like technique and skill involved I thought you just like hit random buttons until you knock someone off the edge, uh, so I kind of uh, you horrible person you I am a horrible person. Well, no, I mean me and my friends are kind of the same way. We just when when it came out on the N sixty four like me and my friends in middle school we just played it just because it was fun. There, right. It was always the game we saved for last. Because that's the thing. Again, we didn't play just Smash Brothers. We played a bunch of stuff on N64. And Smash Brothers was always the last one. Because we played the longest. And we we all knew that's what we wanted to finish the night on. We wanted to play that till we were sick of it. <laughs> um, or rather, till we were too tired to keep going. Or till someone had been beaten, tapped to death with an N64 controller. But, um, yeah, that was my gaming experience when I first entered college until I got to some of those Christmas items. Yeah, so where, where I'm, I'm, kind of the, I'm kind of going, so this is for me, this is where I'm going a little bit more solitary with a lot of my gaming because I come back to my room and I've got a crappy 14-inch TV that I've got my PS2 hooked up to, uh, typically, and, uh, you know, I play RPGs by myself. Like, what was it, Dark Cloud 2 and Final Fantasy X 2? Was it Final Fantasy X 2 already out by then, or... I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't exactly... I, at that point, I may not have been totally... We were probably all edge. a little bit behind. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily... Even games I was really into, I wasn't always shelling out the $60 right then. Yeah. And then also, with, like, Final Fantasy X 2 was a little bit difficult to play in front of friends, because you're like... <laughs> like, look at me do the outfit change on you. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, and they're like, what? That's a little <laughs> creepy, dude. <laughs> uh, Rink is my favorite. Jeez. Um, <laughs> oh. oh, God. 
Um, Sorry. No, into the beginning of the year, I, I I discovered Mario Kart Double Dash, which that would figure figure much more later. Like I think in the next year or two, because I played it a lot during our game club, mm. and everybody thought Mario Kart 64 was superior, and I think everybody's full of crap because Mario Kart Double Dash was firstly a lot more polished because it's a, right. better technology, but also just it, I I. I my favorite mode was the like after you beat all of the different card classes and everything, you got the like the the, the ultimate cup, which is like six all sixteen roads in one stretch. So it's like you play for an hour or so, and it's just it's just fun. Like the the AI is still hard, it's still challenging, but you just play all the races and it's just a good time. Yeah. Uh, see, as somebody who didn't play a lot of Mario Kart, I, the, I I felt like 64 was sort of like, having played a little bit of the later ones, there was sort of like this distillation of, like, I don't know, this, there's a simplicity to it that I like, but I could maybe see other people having different opinions, even well, if they're wrong. The advantage to Double Dash, and I think what a lot of people were disliked, is because you have the partner on there. Right. So it's got a whole bunch of characters in there, but you still only have so many cards you can drive. I guess that's kind, of, that's kind of part of it, where it's like the Double Dash had the partner, and the Wii version had motion controls. And motorcycle, yeah. And motorcycle. And so it's just like, when you go back it's and you play Mario Kart 64, it's just sort of like, this was like the pure Mario Kart experience. And I can understand why somebody might like Double Dash or somebody might like it on the Wii or whatever else, but it still feels like now Chris is about to strangle me. No, 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 no. I, 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 I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Like, anyway. Uh, yeah, because a lot of people got into Mario Kart either with the Super Nintendo or the Mario Kart 64. Mario Kart 64 was exactly the upgrade you wanted from the Super Nintendo version. Right. And then Double Dash, while it's got that technical upgrade... It throws in the new gimmick, and it, th- it changes because the blue because shell. Because it's Nintendo, and... It's the first one that changes the blue shell to be off the ground. And while it was still only about as common as the N64, it was the one where people are like, this is pointless. It just screws whoever's in first place. Yeah, it's just... Um, yeah. Um, but, no, um, uh, skipping forward, uh, Metroid Zero Mission also came out, which I discussed a little bit in my latest video. Um, I liked it. I hated the Zero Suit mission part, and uh, yet I still played it multiple times, and I think when it was very snowy outside, because it's upstate New York, it's Rochester, I was like, you know, I don't think I'll go to class today. I'm just going to sit here and play Metroid Zero Mission. <laughs> and that's how I almost flunked out my freshman year. Oh, so you almost flunked out freshman year. I waited till sophomore year. Yeah, you waited till sophomore out. year. I almost flunked out, yeah. Uh, but wh- what do we got here? We both... Got to play Ninja Gaiden on the Ninja Xbox. Ninja Gaiden, yes. Now, I might have been later on with Ninja Gaiden Black. Um, so I wasn't there when it was uh, absolutely it was new. Out. But um, like, you and have an interesting story because I never got past like Pink Demon Lady in the church. So order. so we beat it. We had about three or four guys that would, that played it. So so one of the stories of my, my college gaming is the story of the Xboxes. Um... <laughs> So my, you know, my friend who bought an Xbox at launch, um, he, his Xbox, he got it freshman year. It died the end of sophomore year. So we go into junior year with no Xbox. So 
my other friend's randomly assigned roommate happens to have an Xbox. <laughs> and so we would all go over there. And so, yes, four, it was me, my guy, the original Xbox owner, and the two guys in the other room. We'd go over there. We played Ninja Gaiden was one. We would kind of play some past the controller. There would be some just like somebody would be in the room playing it without anybody else and other stuff. But we all sort of dropped off, except for the one guy who owned that Xbox. Finally finished the game by himself uh, without the rest of us. Because I think I was the last one to drop off. Um, you, you were insistent you were going to get past all this crap. Yeah, so I, I, like, I would get up to the end game. I, we, I was like at the end game, and I just couldn't get any further. And we were also really stingy about like not using potions and stuff like that. Because I was like, well, I need the potion. Like, like, what if I can actually beat the boss and you wasted all my potions? And, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I kind of have like fond memories of that. Because it was... It was, at the time... I feel like there wasn't anything quite like it. There wasn't anything that was going to be so brutal. Like, a lot of people look back, but I think, like, the easiest difficulty is Ninja Dog. So, it's intentionally kind of insulting you. Um, and now that's the kind of thing people... I don't think, see, I don't think the original had that. You don't think so? The origi- I'm pretty sure the original had one difficulty. Maybe that, that was, was in that black. Was black. Maybe yeah, that was black, black. added the difficulty levels, yeah. It might have, yeah. Um, but it was Because I went back games. and played black on normal... And I swear it was easier than the original Ninja Gaiden. And I still couldn't beat Pink Demon Lady. <laughs> um, but but I mean they made they made a lot of adjustments to uh, Ninja Gaiden, but uh, for the black release. But no, you're right. Um, before Dark Souls, Dark, Dark Souls made difficulty cool. Ninja Gaiden was one of those games where the um, oh, who was the, uh, the the director? He's kind of not working in any... Like, the last game he made was Devil's Third on it wasn't, the Wii U, it wasn't, was a failure. It was Team Ninja, right? Not Ninja Team Theory. Ninja. Not to be confused with Ninja not Theory. Not to be confused with Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory's British. Um, Team Ninja in Japan. And the guy that led them is also, like, the, the, the guy that is responsible for Dead or Alive. Right. He wears a leather jacket and shades, really loves Aerosmith, and has a burn scar on his face, which kind of makes him yeah, more but, awesome. Yeah. But at the same time, like, people hate him because he he has no qualms about finding the female body attractive. And I would never have guessed from his games. Though there, there, there's the possibility, I don't remember specifics, but I think there might have been allegations leveled. I think in Japan, it's going to be, I mean... That it comes out in Japan's kind of uh, a little bit more note. I don't right. want to say a little bit more notable, but like it, it's like, you're not going to expect to hear it in Japan that someone's going to make public uh, sexual harassment allegation kind of a thing. Right. But there's theories he might have been a jerk, that it might have been this or that. At the same time, I think Team Ninja, while they all wanted to kind of claim their own identity once he left or was fired or kicked out, um, I wish I could remember. Itagaki's yeah. coming to my mind. I don't know if that's his name. I might be confusing it. Anyway, yeah, um, we kind of, I kind of, if you know, you know what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, generally, like, he, okay, yeah, I did go way off top, but he, he's the kind of guy that's like, no, 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 no Pansy's going to be playing my game. Like, right. you, you got to be, you got to be a real man to play my game. Right. Like, he's it's, that kind of personality. It is kind of funny complaining, thinking about back on that. If, if my memory is serving me correctly and there wasn't a difficulty selection and all that. 
it was in a lot of ways a pre precursor pre to Dark what, you, what Dark Souls, especially because you would there were I feel like I felt like there were times when when like your resources were were valuable, yep. and if you used a potion in a fight, now you got to grind for more money to buy more potions. Like it felt it wasn't just like a. There were, there were some consequences to your actions, it kind of felt like. But one of the things that I keep bringing up with people is that Dark Souls, by its very design, is much slower paced. Right. Whereas Ninja Gaiden is really fast. So while a lot of the same style applies in regards to difficulty and punishment, Ninja Gaiden moves really quick and it's like you gotta be able to keep up. You gotta learn. You gotta you, you gotta catch up with us. And yet, Dark Souls is like, okay, you died. Now let's get up. Let's take it slow. Just take your time. Make sure to check your corners. Like, that's Dark Souls. And that might sound very, like, condescending, but I mean, if you compare the two. It's true to a degree where there are, um, there's a lot more, like, kiting and stuff like that in modern Souls games. There is no kiting in Ninja Gaiden. Oh, no, no, no. There is no, you're not going to figure out the spot that you can stand on the thing to hit the boss with arrows <laughs> that he can't quite hit you with his like his best attack or something like that. There I don't was, know if the, I don't know if two and three have that as much. But. Maybe not, but I mean, but in just in general, like those are things, you know, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brutal and fast and death. Yep. And enemies didn't. Not and especially oh man, Ninja Gaiden two we might have to save for the next time we do nostalgia. Ooh, that one I actually beat. <laughs> um, I think I did have to put it on easy, but I managed to beat it. Nice. Um, uh, other minor mentions. Let's let's do a little bit of skipping over. Um, this is when uh, the first Drakengard releases, which later will be significant because I played near Drakengard three and near Automata. I am now a big fan of Yoko Taro. If they were to package a Drakengard collection, I would probably buy it. Me too. Highly doubtful they'll do that. Probably not. Um, Unreal 2 released. We did both get to play that. I I played it on Xbox, and I, I th- there was like a sort of living planet, wasn't there? I, I remember absolutely nothing about it. I See, I had played... Did you play the original Unreal? I only got to play a little bit of the beginning, but it was a little too open for me. Yeah, so... I had been... I was a big PC shooter guy in the late 90s. So, to me, it seemed really cool. Like, oh, hey, they're going to, like, add in, like, a story element to Unreal, which was a cool shooter with great visuals and and so on. Then it turned out you didn't want that after all. Yeah, you really didn't want that after all. And I can even... Even from my perspective, like, Unreal 2 feels a lot more like, oh, so, so it's just a shooter... As opposed to Unreal, like I remember the beginning of Unreal. Like I haven't played that since I tried it in college, mm-hmm. but I very distinctly remember the beginning where you're just trying to find your way out of this busted ship, and you get into this big open space, yeah. and it's huge, and it's like, okay, where do I go? Where do I go? Oh my god, fat guy shooting me! Yeah, like I remember that stuff very distinctly. And I, I, I think it, I remember a, a like a, a living planet of like meat or something. Right. Yeah, I have no idea. Like I might be making stuff up. That that could be right. Like I almost feel like Un- Unreal almost belongs in the same kind of s- like sentence as 
had the original Half-Life or something like that, to a degree. It was part of a, I guess you could call it a movement. A movement. And then Unreal 2 is just kind of like, it's a sci-fi shooter in space with stuff. Yeah. Like, where, where Unreal is part of this movement, like, with System Shock, with Half-Life, like, we're going to take the idea of the Doom clone, and we're going to just, like, shove it aside. We're going to make shooters into something bigger than that. We're going to do right. something greater than which, just being a clone. Which really started with Marathon, but that's another story. This is true. This is true. Now well, we're going to- actually, someone else might nitpick, oh, well, actually... It started with and because like, there was like a fantasy kind of Doom game, I don't I don't know uh, Catacomb but maybe. So so like either way, there's going to be someone like correcting. But no, like it, it started earlier than that. But it's like at the same time, all of a sudden, Deus Ex. Oh, okay. Deus Ex. Get Deus maybe. Oh, Deus. But you have Deus, Deus Ex Catacomb. come out. You have uh, and because I think Deus Ex Half Life all 1998. Unreal might have been 1998. System Shock Two I think was 1998. I think. Yeah, it's all like, 90, uh, but like at least two or three of those yeah. came out in 1998, if not all of them. So there's a sudden like it's like it's almost like the new wave of PC gaming or PC yeah. shooters, like these all this like stuff that's pushing the medium for that's pushing the genre forward at the same time. And then Unreal Two comes out, and it's like, hey, Epic, can you guys make a Halo killer? <laughs> Because remember when that term was all over the place? Halo Halo Killer. Killer. Halo Killer. Uh, Like Killzone. We might get into that a little later. And by get into it, I mean like, no. 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 Um, But yeah, Unreal 2 was just kind of nothing. Yeah, it it was really... Um, Well, especially... So we also played the... Now, which Unreal Tournament games did you play? I played a little bit of the original Unreal Tournament uh, on my PC. Because I had like my brother's copy before I went to college. Not much... Um, I wasn't doing much, and especially because I was awful at it. Um, but when that year, because we both got to play Unreal Tournament 2004. Right, I played 2003 before that, too. I did not play 2003. Because I was still I was still kind of a big PC shooter guy. But yeah, so 2003 and 2004, uh, those were, like, great shooters. Like, arena, online. And I will agree with that. And the funny thing is, 2004... If I was still gaming like I did in high school, I would have never have played it. But because I was in college, like the demo came out and my gaming club had their own server, so every like if if you came back from class, right. you would get on and someone was playing the demo. So we played that assault map, um, cargo, or uh, no 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 uh, what is it? Um, convoy. 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 Yeah. That was the map that they had as the demo, and that's the one we played over and over again. And I just I loved it because assault. Was my favorite mode of the original Unreal Tournament, what I played of it. And so the first demo they have is an assault map. It's Convoy, and I'm just, I just have a blast playing the demo. Me and my friend, we go to GameStop, we pre order it. I'm like, I'm gonna get the DVD edition, so it's just one disc. I get back to my door. It was like six discs. I was like, what? It was, it was a whole bunch. So I got the DVD edition. It's just gonna be one disc. It's gonna be a DVD, man, the future. I get back to my dorm, and I realize I don't have a DVD drive in my computer. So this I is went very on. like 2004 problems, right? Yeah, it's there. very 2004 problems. Uh, that was my first purchase off of Newegg, was a new DVD drive. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's the worst. That was the, uh, the 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 glorious PC gaming master race problems of the late '90s and early 2000s. Was like you buy a new game and you have some kind of hardware issue, 
Like, oh, like this literally will not play because my video card's too slow. Yep. Okay, I guess I'm going to go to Best Buy and spend $500. <laughs> I need more RAM, which yeah. we talked about. I talked about a little, a little bit of last time, like how I learned to start upgrading my PC. And again, like at a LAN party for Unreal 2K, uh, 2K4, I decided, you know what? I got too many background programs running. So at like, I don't know, like 11 at night, because it's always 24 hours or whatever, like overnight. At 11 at night, I'm like, you know what? I don't need some of this stuff. I don't need Dell Support Center. And I hit uninstall, and it tells me it needs to restart. So I hit restart. And it reboots. And it reboots. And it reboots again. And it keeps rebooting. And it never seems to boot to Windows. It just seems to keep going back to that opening boot DOS screen. (laughs) So I call in help. And... Realize I just broke my windows. So nice. See, I never had these problems because I was like enough on the edge of the piece, the cutting edge of PC stuff. Where like I knew a guy in the uh, the support center at the, at the college, and so he just got me the codes. So I had all of my PCs were running. I would ninety eight SE um, because Windows ME was trash. Um, Windows ME was trash. So yeah, we would run ninety eight SE. Uh, and I had I would just do a fresh install, no, no like Dell compact, no. whatever bloatware or any of that stuff. What we ended up doing because at my campus, especially where I worked, for a while you could get up to three copies of Windows XP Professional if you were a student of RIT specifically for five dollars. So there you go. So uh, I eventually XP, fixed it. Yeah, maybe at that point I was on XP. I forget. But I remember, like, freshman year, maybe it was, was still 98 SE, but yeah, by, by that time, I had been XP. Yeah, eventually I moved on to Vista, and I didn't mind Vista, but that's a cold, that's all another At that point, I was on that's Linux. That's another topic, but so. yeah, okay, uh, for you, though, Unreal, like, that's, effectively, Unreal Tournament 2K4 is what I played during college, like, land parties, between classes, uh, Assault Mode was my favorite, I loved Invasion, because it's player versus environment, so of course I loved it. Yeah. But... How about you? What about you? So I remember playing. See, I didn't have a lot of friends who played it, but I, that was some. That was like my my genre at the time was like mm. arena shooters, and and so I played a lot by myself online <laughs> with you know random strangers. I was I was pretty good. Um, really? No, I was pretty good. Are you sure? I'm. I am sure that I was pretty good. <laughs> I would win matches. I would... Now, what mode did you usually play? Now, I was like a Team Deathmatch, Capture the Flag. Team Deathmatch, Capture the Flag. That were those... I would play the, like, um... What was the vehicle mode? Onslaught. I would play Onslaught. Uh, what do you think of Onslaught? See, it wasn't the best. Finally! Finally! It was... It had its moments. I feel like Onslaught... Firstly, Onslaught was clearly there because that, that was one of the big changes from 2K3 to 2K4. 2K3 did not have vehicles, right? No. 2K4 has vehicles, and you know why? Halo. Because Halo had vehicles, right. which is why, but, like half the ve- they they have the ghost in 2K4. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely the it's ghost. definitely the ghost. But the vehicles don't control as well, and it's just it's it's awful. Onslaught is awful. It is an awful game mode. I hate it. And I wish people didn't keep selecting it. It's only because people did not have Halo and Warthogs and Scorpion Tanks and Ghosts that they think 2K4's Onslaught is a good mode. It was kind of good. Like, it, wasn't... it was passable. Well, again, I was 
I was a see it wasn't it didn't play to my style. So um so Chris knows from playing lots of Destiny with me that my style is I'm very run like, in and kill stuff. Run in and kill stuff. I'm very like in your face. And in in most deathmatched games. Oh crap, I died again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be fair though, that's been me a lot too lately. Yeah. <laughs> but in most in most deathmatch games, the the maps I excel on are the tight spaces where I am behind every corner with a shotgun or in Unreal Tournament it was the flak cannon. Oh god, I was so And I am that. like bouncing flak off walls around the corners at your face and all that kind of stuff. like like that would that's where I would thrive. You'd get me on facing worlds or crap like that and I would like just die because the snipers <laughs> snipers <laughs> snipers um so, so something like Onslaught didn't really play to my strengths, um, because I would just run in and then I'd get squatted by a tank. And I didn't want to be in vehicles. Vehicles are for girls. Uh, <laughs> oh, flat cannons. Oh, oh, come on, man. <laughs> flat cannons oh. and rocket launchers are for men. We, uh, we, we need to edit this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, people. I'm not uh, <laughs> so that's funny. Um, I... And it stands. It stands to uh, to, to Overwatch's credit to this day. I am no good at a shooter with actual inventive weapons most of the time. At least these kinds of shooters, because like mm. I was awful with every gun but the minigun. So I stuck to the minigun, even though it's really really boring. And if you were good at any of the other weapons, you, you would get wrecked. You, you, I got wrecked by anyone else. Basically, what about the rocket launcher. Well, what, that's one of the reasons I really liked the. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I really liked the um, assault mode, because in assault, I didn't have to be good. All I needed to do was hurt someone else so someone else could kill them, and I felt like I was contributing. Would you do the, um, the, the uh, what was the gun? Shock rifle. Oh, God, no. Precision? Oh, God, no. Was you know, did, you know, did you know the shock rifle trick? trick, right? You shoot the secondary fire, which shoots the big oh, blob, yes. and then you shoot the blob with well, the primary it fire, and it explodes. Oh, see, no, I, I was never clever enough for that. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, let's, let's See, I told you I was good. You are good. <laughs> let's move on a little bit. Neither one of us got to really play Crystal Chronicles. At that point, I kind of just hated Square. At that point, um, I did not have a GameCube. Nor did I have a Game Boy Advance. I had both of those. I did not have a link. Later, game. so I wouldn't play. I would play Crystal Chronicles in like Crystal Chronicles. Crystal Chronicles. Um, it's the Chronic. What? Uh, oh, oh. Uh, there's another note here that 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 we wrote down. Because uh, uh, you, you also mentioned uh, had a girlfriend at this point. Oh, who was this? And that is now my wife. Are you sure about that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're not just saying things to not, not get in trouble? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, well, I mean, I had girlfriends previously. Oh, uh, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ladies Man. But, Coming to flaunt your uh, <laughs> your old spiciness. Yeah. But but I feel like this was a was a bit more a bit more serious. Mm. Um, and also I may have learned from past mistakes that like the girlfriend girls. doesn't want to sit there and watch you play Final right. Fantasy uh, 10-2. Uh, not 10 but, like, your girls don't find it particularly attractive when you're, like, you know, you're going to go grab lunch with them, but first you want to play Halo with your friend. <laughs> and you beat your friend, and you're, like, dancing around, like, suck it! <laughs> <laughs> That's not something girls like. So yeah. Dana did not see the side of you. 
Eventually, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a little bit less of that of that kind of kind of stuff. But yeah, I would play, and maybe in like 2008. So, so what you're telling me is once your eldest son hits, what, the age of 12, 13, he's going to see that side of his dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but, but yeah, so for Crystal Chronicles. So I actually did get to finally play that with four people, oh. with four Game Boy Advances and a GameCube. It was like, it was in like 2008, 2009, when you could get a GameCube for, or a Game Boy Advance for like 10 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I ordered the System Link cables, and I got four Game Boy Advances. We got this, and we played it. It was awesome. It was so I mean, good. It's evidently a pretty solid game, but at the time, I was just, I was still grumbly that they haven't made a game like Final Fantasy VII again. Yeah. So I was, yeah. I, was, I, was I was a little brat. I was, an, I, was, I was a jerk. You don't know joy until you're playing Crystal Chronicles with friends, <laughs> and you're like... You're counting out the spell timings because the way you made so like if you both cast fire at the same time it would make fire, but then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to time it right. You'd have to do like fire one two fire to make faraga. Oh, and so you're like shouting out. You're like somebody's got to hold the chalice <laughs> so that you can be there. So somebody's holding the chalice. I have the conch. Uh, well, because if you put the chalice down, it like makes the circle smaller. And then everybody dies when they're in the miasma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but so like you're like constantly yelling at each other and coordinating, and you're like fire one two fire. So with online multiplayer, don't you think it's time to bring back Crystal Chronicles? Maybe I think so. Um, you also mentioned Red Faction 2 usurped Halo as your deathmatch game as of choice. Um, in your dorm, at least. Cause yeah. Because you were clearly playing UT Gay 4 as well, but you said that was solo. That was, yeah, that was mostly solo. But yeah, in our split screen, for a while, I, I had a, a, the PlayStation 2 at that point. We got Red Faction 2. I think it was probably because we spent all of freshman and sophomore year playing Halo. So it was, um, it was sort of novel... To play to play Red Faction too, we had a lot of fun with that. I, I never got into the other Red Faction games. Um, I tried Red, uh, Red Faction. I tried Gorilla at some point. And I, I played Gorilla at some point, um, but Red Faction Two on the PlayStation Two was just we had to get a multi tap to, to do four players, but it just ended up being a lot of fun. The some of the maps were fun because, like, for example, you'd have a good sniper spot at the beginning of a of a, of a map. But then somebody would blow it up with a rocket, <laughs> and then there wouldn't be a sniper spot there anymore. It wouldn't just be, be like, open, yeah. It wouldn't just be like you got the sniper one time. It would be like you just eliminated this particular piece of strategic yeah. terrain from the map, which is cool. That's yeah. cool. There needs to be more of that. Yeah, there does. I don't know why why we don't see more of that. It's been it's because we need to focus on high res polygonal textures and high resolutions. We need the 4Ks. The 4Ks. We need 4Ks at a steady 15 FPS. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. uh, But moving on, during that summer of 2004 is when I think I first got Gamefly. Um, Or I might have gotten it later. Because that summer... What was I doing that summer? I came home that summer. I think. Yes, I came home that summer and I did nothing of note. Um, So you took my notes. There's only one thing we both played, and that's towards the end. That's after the summer, but just to go a little bit over um, 
Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay came out, which I did get to play later on, and it was it is the first game by Starbreeze Studios, and at the time, everyone was kind of like, holy crap, this is a video game based off of a movie property, and it's actually really good. It's not terrible, yeah. Um, it's definitely a game I would love to play, go back and play again. Because what it did really interesting... Like, did you get to play it? I did play it, yeah. Because what's really interesting is it starts off more like an RPG. Because you got to talk to the, pe- the different right. people in the prison. you got to do a bunch of, like... To, like you got to challenge the one guy. you got to do all these favors and errands. Like, it's very much a prison kind of story of dealing doing all mm-hmm. this stuff. And then you manage to escape and you... S- Sneak through a sewer, you get your eyes, and from then on, it's a straight-up stealth shooter game. Yeah. It never really goes back to the RPG, and yet it never feels like it needs to. It never feels like it doesn't have an identity of its own. The game feels consistent in that build-up. And I really want to go back and pay closer attention to how it does that, because I feel like you could learn from that. Like, why don't more games break the genre mold like this. And it was a successful enough game. It got a yeah. sequel. Yeah, it got a sequel, um, which wasn't as good, if I recall No, correctly. it wasn't. Um, but it still got a sequel. It helped launch Starbreeze Studios into the fame that they've gotten. Well, to have a bunch of people split off and make machine games who are now doing the new Wolfenstein games. So, um, that was pretty good. Um, Doom 3 released on PC, but I want to save that for a little later when I played it on Xbox. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, my Doom 3 experience is probably a little different than your Doom 3 experience. I didn't play Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Me and a friend did go half and half on the Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Laude, which, you know you're a dumb, lonely teenager when you and your friends pretend you're buying this half and half as a laugh? And then you play it, and it's like, wow, I feel really, really pathetic. <laughs> um, that, was, that, was, that, that was a game, I think. I think you can classify that as a game. Um, but uh, Fable came out. Fable came out. So that's one I didn't I didn't play at the time. The Xbox wasn't in my room. Um, it would have been something it was something I was interested in. But then I was also see I was entering into this phase of like Cuz you, you you noted somewhere that you were um, I was kind of becoming a Sony fanboy at the time. So I sort of wanted Fable to suck. <laughs> See, whereas I, I, I just left my PS2 with my brother. Like I went to college and I was like, "Here, man, you can have it." Like I, I don't even want it anymore. Like <laughs> Xbox and GameCube is enough for me, man. And it was actually. I never really felt like I was missing out on the PS2, which I did. I did, but it never felt like I was. Hmm. Um, but Fable. I mean, it's, it's weird because at the time it was definitely one of my favorites, but now I feel like there's not really much I can say about it. I think Fable Two overshadowed it a lot. Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting. It was a Peter Molyneux game. I mean, the biggest thing is that it started as Project Ego, and everyone was expecting because pe- people people were dumb enough to believe in Peter Molyneux's promises, and even I. Because I was like, oh, wait, this is the black and white guy? Wasn't that game just okay? Yeah. Like, wasn't that game, like, well, fine? It's basically, I feel like the, the Peter Molyneux thing is just basically, here are all of these choices and options and things, but none of them matter at yep. all. It's very binary. And, and the worst just, part gonna, is, I, if you want to be evil... Just eat a bunch of you, uh, crunchy chicks. 
well, you could do that, yes. But it's like by killing the, the by killing the monsters you have to kill in order to progress through the game, you get good points. So you have to actively work at you have to grind evil. Right. If you want to be good, you just don't have to try. But if you want to be evil, you have to grind and work mm. for it. Which is funny because you just have to eat lots of crunchy. This things. is the opposite of how reality works. <laughs> so if you want to be good in a video game, then it's built into the system. And maybe that's the the, the, the commentary. Who knows? Like, you can't help but be good just, in a video game. I just remember being mad that because I chose to, like, use magic a lot, that my character got really old really fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that... See, well, I, I, thought I, it, I thought it was specifically... I thought it was cool. I thought it was specifically because I was using time magic. So my, my general strategy was to use the slow... It was to slow down time... And then wail on everybody with a sword. Um, and mm. I thought that because I was slowing down time, it was making my character age super fast. But then I found out it's just magic in general. Well, I thought that was also like, like you'll have like the blue glowy lines. So I think yeah. the aging just happens in general. Well, no, the, the magic aid makes you age faster, though. Even faster, okay. Because I was like, I hit max age barely halfway through the game. Mm. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, because I was just... I, I was, was more balanced in all my stats. I was never too big with any one, any specific one. Yeah, that was... Um, jumping back, uh, let's see. What else did we have? I didn't get to play Paper Mario 1000 Years. Did I already say that? You did say that. I did have a whole write-up on Dead or Alive Ultimate. I mean, it was my first Dead or Alive game, and I really loved it. But there's really nothing else to say about it. So I, I, it's, I, a fighting, not, it's a fighting game. I'm right? not waste time with Yeah, that. like, in here, like... There's all kinds of games in here that I play, like Tekken and Virtua Fighter, and yeah. all, like fighting. I actually did play a fair number of fighting games, but they were never like it was never like particularly. It was like a time waster. It was like I got ten minutes to play them and yeah. some people in a fighting game. Yeah, and I liked the modes. I really enjoyed them. But and I guess during college, I was in the mode where it's like, you know what? I got some time. I'm just gonna look for like I I, I had evergreen games. I like going back to. Yeah. Um. Did you get to play either Tales of Symphonia or Sudeki, or because you were PS2 at this point? No, I didn't get to play either of those. Because Tales of Symphonia, Symphonia was GameCube. was really good. Shino was my first waifu. Um, but you, you didn't laugh. Crap, I need to edit that I, out I, I, just, I, I, just, I laughed a little you, bit. It was like a delayed reaction. <laughs> no, um, uh, Tales of Symphonia... Um, uh, I, the funny thing is, like, I remember putting so many hours into it. I barely remember the story, but I remember liking it. Hmm. Um, it was also my first I'm, Tales of game. I haven't played that many in the franchise. I've played a couple of Tales of games. I, I, I can't even tell you anything about them. But uh, <laughs> I've heard someone say that they're effectively each sort of a parallel of a Final Fantasy game. Like each one is a response to a Final Fantasy game. I've heard someone say that. But I, at the same time, I've heard a lot of disagreement on it. I don't so I think that'll be an, I think that'll be an interesting thing to look into is research, like see what do people say about this topic. That's interesting. I don't. I can't think of the one I remember playing more recently on the PS3. You were a guy. Which was that, Zillia? Yeah, Zillia. Zillia was supposed to be good. I liked the combat system, but I didn't get to play through much of it. And unfortunately, my PS3 doesn't turn on anymore. That's sad. That is sad. Um, 
But Sudeki, I also barely remember. Sudeki was a Western attempt at making a JRPG. Um, the thing that I remember most prominently is before using one of the, like the, the lead hero guy with red hair, before using one of, before you used anyone's special ability, they had like some kind of a phrase they might say. And one of his that was very common was, I'll stain the floor with your insides. Which, I was kind of neutral in at the time, and now I'm just like, someone wrote that. And, like, and got and paid for it. And then it got repeated, repeated over, and over, over and over. And it's like, this is our this is our hero character? It's not even like, I'll stain the floor with your blood. I'll stain the floor with your inside, specifically. Yeah, like, I wonder. I almost wonder if like blood would have gotten them a, har- a harsher rating note or something. <laughs> you know, like how on like Power Rangers... It was already rated M! Oh, never mind. I was saying, like, on Power Rangers, like, they don't say kill. They say destroy or end. Which is funny I'm because going to end the Power Rangers. Those actually do, in some ways, sound more like I'm going to destroy you. At worse, uh, but no, like Sudeki, I do have it on Steam. I just haven't played it yet. But uh, maybe, maybe my laptop's as powerful as an original Xbox. I'll have to find maybe. out. Uh, it probably isn't. <laughs> um, Metroid Prime Two. I did a video on it, so I don't need to so talk about it. You're talking about Heroes to do video. Um, but Halo 2. Halo 2. We both did get to play Halo 2. Uh, you know what? I wrote a review for Halo 2 for the school newspaper. Wow. I don't think I was doing uh, write-ups for the school uh, magazine yet. I was the, um, the one of my one of my friends was the, like, arts editor. Mm. And so he would, I, I wrote a, a handful of video game columns for it. At the time, so. Do you have any clippings of them? No, I don't have any clippings of them. I think I might have saved one like as big, an image from The Halo PDF. 2 one was like a big, like, full-page feature. It was pretty Really? Cool. Yeah. I never got that much space. Man! I never got that much space for the RIT magazine. Sorry, man. Um, but uh, the student magazine, at least. I forget what it was even called. It might have been just called something stupid like the Tiger. But, um, no, um, my big story with Halo 2 is... Do you remember that it leaked? Uh, yeah. Before it l- released, it leaked. I, I remember that, but I just remember wanting to, but not having any way to play it because I didn't have like a modded Xbox or anything like that. See, or... I came back from class one day, and this is when I'm, I, I graduated from the dorms because this is like fall, winter 2004, so I'm in my second year. I managed to do just well enough in class they didn't kick me out yet, and I'm trying this time. Uh, not still not as well, but um, I come back from from class and my friends got Halo Two running on his Xbox. My roommate, um, and instead of the dorms, we have on campus apartments. After you're a freshman, yeah. so I'm in one of these on campus apartments. I come back, the living room, big TV, and he's got Halo Two in French, which is interesting. But I was trying to avoid it, tried to resist it. I finally just succumbed that I tried to play the first level on Legendary. And on one hand, I still feel a bit bad that I spoiled myself of that experience, that first time, you know, playing. At the same time, I am so glad I learned that Legendary was really hard. Halo 2 Legendary was really hard. And later, in the, the, right at the beginning of summer, me and a friend of mine tried to play the Legendary uh, co-op. 
And everyone's like, we couldn't even get past the first major room. We were sitting there like, dude, what keeps happening? Why do we keep restarting? And it's like, if I oh, could. oh, you mean if one of us dies, it sends us back? And we were like, you know what? Screw it. No, we're not trying it. Nope, never mind. Um, yeah, I don't know that we ever beat that on Legendary. I haven't. I beat Halo 3 on Legendary, beat ODST on Legendary, beat Reach, and I beat the original. Two and four are the only ones that I've played that I've never be- beaten on Legendary. And four because once was kind of enough. I liked Halo 4. You would. I didn't like Halo 2. I, I didn't really like Halo 2, though. Uh, nobody does. Uh. I felt like... See, this is what... This is, again... So, so sort of my thoughts on Mario Kart 64, right? It was sort of like the... The... What do you call it? It's sort of like the base game. Like, it's sort of like, has all the ideas. So what I felt like with Halo 2, and less is that the, they added a bunch of stuff. They added double dual wielding and other stuff, but they didn't actually add anything that made it feel better to me than the original Halo. They added more guns, and they added, where I felt like Halo 3... And maybe that was also the other. Halo Three always felt better to me than Halo Two. Oh, see, they were going to have real big. Di- oh man, maybe we got to revisit this topic one day. Maybe I should because I only want to make videos of this series. And I, I do. Hated, I just never I like, get to. I hated Grave Mind. Everyone hated Grave Mind. Yeah. I didn't mind him. I see. I have so many mixed feelings about Halo Two, and a lot of them are. What I hate about Halo Two, I hate because of Halo Three. In regards to the narrative, I should say. Because the narrative... Like, Halo 1 set, you, sets things up. You set the stage, you get the setting, you get the major conflict of the right. franchise. Halo 2 comes in, and we are just... The, the one thing that I wanted to know more about. We are getting the Covenant. We are getting the Covenant story. The Arbiter is such okay. a more interesting character. We're getting all of this cool... like You get the Covenant Civil War. I, I loved all that stuff. And even though the game was short and the boss fight with the brute and the boss fight against the prophet were dumb, and I was like, eh, on the grave mind, I was like, whatever. Halo 3, can't wait for it. We'll see where this all goes. And Halo 3 is a um, wet bowel movement. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> see, I guess part, part of what it is, I played both both of those through a couple times, Halo two and three, and then not to not, not to have a Halo podcast. I remember things about Halo three, like I just can't Halo two. I just all I can remember is not having as much fun as I had, and maybe that was part of the thing is that Halo two blew my expectations. Like I don't remember, like I have these really vague recollections of like Incubus playing while I'm flying <laughs> around, and but I remember it, like not. They, being they didn't that have fun. that in Halo Three. Like Halo Two was a big event for Microsoft. They got celebrities involved. And they got. And I also Halo Three. Steve, nobody cares. Steve Vai was shredding on the guitar during yes. one of the tank sections, but like Halo Three, I remember gameplay moments. Like I remember the the part where you're riding on the buggies and they've got those big like giant walker things and I jumped one of the buggies up onto the walker like laid out a bunch of grunts jumped out like 
took out the sheet. Yeah, like I remember. I remember. So you remember emergent gameplay? I remember emergent. Like yeah. So, well, we can't get too much into it, but one of the things that I will say that was very clear about Halo Two is because they were trying to push the Xbox to its graphical limits. You'd never really had big open areas like you did with the original Halo. Halo 2 was more corridor shooting. And That's... if you didn't want the corridor shooting, then Halo 2 was a letdown. And there's other reasons that it was. Again, like punching a prophet in the face and the final fight was, with a brute. But... It was like there was no, like, um, I would have been your daddy. There was no, um, the, uh, the island, what was it called? Oh yeah, silent cartographer. Silent, there's no silent cartographer. There was no. So, so going into Halo Two, you, you didn't. I didn't feel like you never had that. Um, where every other Halo game has stood out to me as being more memorable than Halo Two. Even ODST, I only ever played ODST through once, and ODST to me is almost is is almost like the Halo Two that should have been or something. And maybe see, uh, there's aspects of ODST that were disappointing to me as well, namely the ending. Um, I guess for me, after Halo 2, Halo just became a franchise of disappointment with Halo Reach being the least, and even then, it's also because it's like, whatever, the story's crap by now, who cares? Halo Reach exists purely on a gameplay perspective for me, because the story is awful. (laughs) But after Halo 3, and after some of the narrative flubs of ODST, and I guess that's why with Destiny, it's like, yeah, the lore's great, just like Halo... But they can't tell a story. Bungie, despite so many changing hands, too. Like, Halo 1 and 2 was the last time they told a story in any way effectively. And after that, Bungie just... I don't know. I don't know what happened, but... Anyone with any possible writing talent is effectively gone. And I know a lot of people disagree. Because a lot of people love the novels, especially the one... uh, Because Joseph Statton did a lot of the writing Halo Mm -hmm. 3 onward. And he wrote one of the books. And people love Joseph Statton. I don't think Joseph Statton did a good job with the writing for Halo. But whatever. It's uh, we, we, we do need to move on. Um, maybe we should move on to Halo 3. Uh, we should have a Halo podcast. Not Halo, did I say Halo 3? You said Halo 3. I meant Half-Life 2. Good God. Half-Life 2. Um, Russell, Russell Papers. Um, GameCube Highlights, you had a broken copy of Super Mario Sunshine, never played. Sonic Heroes, never played. Ikaruga was good. Um, I didn't even know Ikaruga was technically a Dreamcast game, which at some point you did buy one. Wait. You said Ikaruga. You played a lot of Ikaruga on the uh, GameCube. GameCube, yeah, GameCube. Yeah, I said GameCube. You said Dreamcast. Oh, well, you also mentioned buying a Dreamcast. Yeah, so yeah, I had. I had this was, yeah, so now we're, mo- we're moving into my, like, I have every system. And every game that I can get my hands on and no money. Yeah, it's funny because you, you mentioned that, but then there's like not very long after you're getting rid of them all. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if there's any highlights. You, you really wanted to like Killzone? Really wanted to like it. Is this because you were a Sony fanboy and you wanted Sony them fanboy. to have a Halo killer? I wanted it to be a Halo killer. I uh, wanted it to kill Halo so hard, especially and just kill Halo so hard. Uh, are you sure that that isn't why you loved God of War? The original God of War is an awesome game. <laughs> and you're in- you know what? You know, I can actually... I've been curious about trying it ever since Extra Credits wrote uh, did their episode on the franchise. 
because they say the first the, the the narrative structure of the first game has all of the elements to be a perfectly well done Greek tragedy. It has all of the elements, and then the creative lead David Jaffe leaves. Who doesn't seem like he's a smart guy. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would write a Greek tragedy. So maybe he left as well as whoever was writing the first game. And all of a sudden, God of War 2 and 3 are nothing but like, I'm Kratos! I, 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 I never played 3. I played through 2. I didn't like the direction it was heading. I never even played 3. Um, but the original God of War, yeah, exactly. It's, it's there's... There's some, how do you say? There's there's some gravity to it, you know, like, and where you had to do something, like, so the the famous scene where you have the guy in the cage and he's like screaming at you, no, don't do it, and you have to push him to sacrifice him, like that actually had some weight to it. But then by the time God of War three, two, two and three, two and three roll around, it's, it's just like, like is just a jerk. It's just, yeah, it's just, you're just killing everyone. Like, oh, it's Hercules, kill him. Oh, it's, you know, uh, Prometheus. Put him out of his misery. Oh, it's Helios. I need his head. Let me rip his head off. So now I have a light. I mean, you, I just, all I needed was a flashlight, but I just ripped a guy's head off so I could have a flashlight. Oh. But the original God of War, man, you've never, you've never played that? I think I tried the beginning of... Which one begins when the you're Hydra. on a boat with a Hydra? The Hydra, yeah. That is the first one? That's the first one. That's all I really played. I wasn't as big into hack and slash games at the time, you though. Go, yeah, you should go back to it now that you've kind of taken Got a... More, well, do you have the HD collection? I don't. See, I don't have... Uh, that's the only way I can really go back and play the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. Just, just and I don't want to buy the whole eight collection. I don't want to play all of them. But, um, moving on. So, um, I'm trying to think about skipping around here, because... Because we're obviously... We're, we're, we're running long, Yeah. Uh, you never got to play Star Wars Republic Commando, did you? No, that was actually... I think that was something... That was GameCube, right? Xbox. It was Xbox? The oh, Xbox. Republic Commandos! No, I never got to play that. It is on Steam now. You can play, Anybody can play it. You can go play it. Um, it's never going to get a sequel, which sucks because it was meant for four-player co-op. And from what I understand, the developers did want to put it in. But at the t- time, they couldn't. They couldn't manage it. So it was a single-player game, four characters... And it's it was a lot of fun. It is the only Star Wars game that I played and really loved as a game, and it is the only Star Wars game that I am allowing like the the credit to just exist as a, as a product because I hate the Star Wars fandom at this point, as we discussed. Um, Republic Commando is allowed to exist. I and, actually really, and you can hate me for this, um, and this is slightly off topic, so I'm just making this go on longer and longer. I think some of the best stuff to come out of the Star Wars extension expansion Ugh. is is a lot of the, the clone stuff. I, I for some reason I just love the stories about the clones. You know, um, uh, my I, favorite. Given my, the Clone Wars, uh, the original Genny Tarkovsky animation, I think it was Genny Tarkovsky, the original animation and stuff like that. I I I'm not surprised because a lot of people really liked all that. Um, but I played Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. I really liked it. I need to go back to it one day. Um, there's all kinds of thoughts I have on it, but it's not fitting for this time. Maybe I could build another topic. Project Snowblind, I played and forgot most of yeah, it. Yeah, I played that too. I couldn't tell you um, anything about it. I will spend some time here. Resident Evil 4. I'm pretty sure I've told this anecdote plenty of times, but it's 
honestly one of my favorite memories. It's similar to your Ninja Gaiden one. My, I, I couldn't I couldn't afford to get it at the time. Um, I did play the demo uh, the previous year of the Crazy Villagers, but my roommate got it, the same one that got the leak of Halo 2, and event, we sort of ended up having a leapfrog because I didn't have a copy, and rather than borrow his copy... I felt more comfortable just putting my memory card in his system and playing on the main TV. That way, whenever he's like, yo, man, can I play my Resident Evil? I can be like, okay, sure, yeah, just yeah. Switch, switch over. Um, but what ended up happening is, you know, I watched him play for a while, then I was like, hey, can I play while you're at class? He's like, yeah, sure. I started playing, and when he got back, I was about caught up, and yet he was like, yeah, yeah you can keep playing. So I did, meaning I got to catch up to him, you know, see everything that he did, but then he, I got to experience my own surprises. And they kind of went this sort of overlapping progression. He'd play, he he he'd do what I, he he he'd respond based off what he what he saw me do. He'd plan his uh, strategies. He'd plan his loadouts, and then he'd get his own surprises. Right. And until the end of the game, we did this back and forth, and it was great. It was a really great way mm. to experience a single player game um, with friends. So. I, I really wish I could somehow experience something like that again. The closest is uh, the group play I did with my brother and friends with Until Dawn. I would love to do that again for Halloween if I can. Um, That'd be fun. That's what we should set up a camera for. In fact, we're borrowing your house, Steve. You're playing Until <laughs> Dawn and record it. Yep. No, um, but no, that like. Maybe we should have an episode on Resident Evil 4. I don't know. Like, I never we played should, it. We should just go back and play so many of these games, man. You never played it? I never played Resident Evil Unfortunately, 4. it doesn't have co-op like Resident Evil 5. Yeah, because oh. I played 5. I played 1, 2, and 3 and Code Veronica. I never played 4. I haven't played anything since. Well, you can get 4 for cheap off PSN. Yeah, I know. And I have it on Wii, which means I have it with the best control scheme. Dude, I would totally go back and play that. I mean, granted, we're already like, yeah, Mad Max is free on PS Plus. Let's play that. Oh, my niece is playing Tomb Raider. I want to record some of it. Let's play Tomb Raider. Let's let's go back and replay Halo 2 and do a Halo episode. We got to figure out what we're playing for an episode. (laughs) Um, But no, Resident Evil 4, man, great game. We we should do an episode of it on it one day. Like, you play it and then we uh, talk about it. Um, Of note, I mean... Let me look through all this again, because um, maybe I have to go back, and we have to go just go back with 2005 in general or something, because there's a whole bunch of stuff, um, like the short... But we old, never played any of the same stuff together. Well, there's also, like, Advent Rising was this whole big game. You, you, you look like you ba- vaguely remember it, but you weren't also a big Xbox guy. This was an Xbox game. Yeah, I, I remember it existing. I remember seeing, thinking it looks cool, but never playing it. Like, one of the big selling points and also controversial points was story was by Orson Scott Card, um, who people hate now because he's evidently... He's very religious and also evidently very militantly anti-gay. Right. Um, so people do not like him. Even though a lot of people really like his Bookenders game, yeah. Um, but Advent, Advent Advent Rising was a sci-fi game. Was sort of like a proto Mass Effect. It was planned to be a trilogy kind of a deal. And what I remember most notably is Majesco was the publisher. Which where are they now? Which I think they might still exist. I don't know. I feel like they don't exist anymore. I but, don't know. Lots of. Cu- a million, this is from Wikipedia, 
A million dollars was offered in a contest via Xbox Live for the first player to find a set of hidden symbols spread throughout the levels of the game. Majesco was forced to cancel the contest when security issues with Xbox Live Global Time Seeking created unfair playing field for competitors. Also, what I heard, Majesco couldn't afford a million dollars to give to somebody. Because they were Majesco. <laughs> and nobody bought this game because it was glitchy and bugged. So... But did you play it? Uh, I did not. It's okay. on Steam now. At least it should be. It was released on Steam in on 2008. Steam. So, yeah, everything's on Steam now. Um, no, but otherwise... Um, the first Guitar Hero released, but that's not really as notable until later. Uh, Shadow the Hedgehog released. In which Sonic says, Damn. <laughs> and Sega learns that maybe it needs to do some better curating of their characters. And as you are currently playing, you are currently playing Kingdom Hearts Two. Uh, uh, yeah, replaying that. I have no interest in going back to that. So, um, did you play those? You didn't play those games, right? I did not. I have not played a single. Well, I tried a demo for three, five, eight days over two, and I, uh, I, you know, you can do really. You can't play those, like, side games. I Because I tried on the collection, and it's so bad. Like, the story is just, like... <laughs> it's so convoluted and ridiculous. But what we'll finish with, then, is... You said you weren't really playing Half-Life for some reason. So, 2005, that summer, I believe, I played Half-Life 2 on the Xbox when it was ported. Okay, yeah, I never played that before. It worked really well. And the, here's the funny thing. The only reason, and this is why I kind of don't trust Valve even now, and why, like, the current everything doesn't surprise me. Back when they released Half-Life 2 for the Xbox, Valve said they were not going to release Half-Life 2 on the Xbox 360. And it wasn't like we currently have no plans. It was like, nah, we're just not interested. We got on the Xbox, that's enough. Orange. And then the orange box. So, but Half-Life 2, I got to play that on the Xbox. And for me, it was one of those big proofs that, like, Xbox was the best system because it could actually run this stuff. And the controller felt comfortable. The S1, at least. The small one. Um, not the Duke. Not the Duke. 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 Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um... And Doom 3, though, we both did play that. Yeah, and I played that on PC. So that's our big finale. You played it on PC, I played it on Xbox. Evidently, some of the outdoor scenes were kind of reduced or even cut out on the Xbox, but I don't... I never noticed playing myself, but... Eh. So Doom 3 is probably one of the last games that I played on what would have been considered a high-end PC at the time. It needed it. Um... And I remember, like, that was one of the reasons I didn't want to play on the Xbox. Is because I, especially after playing it, having played it on the PC, it was like, there's no, there was no way the Xbox was going to make it look this good. And um, you did try it on Xbox later, you said, I thought. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I played it on, on Xbox later. It's, it's, um, but, so I can't, I can't give direct comparisons, but... Because as I noted, like my, the thing that surprised me was Escape from Butcher Bay was a gorgeous game. The problem was the aliasing of shadows was awful. 
So I figured you could make Doom 3 work. You just had to expect the awful aliasing of shadows. But what Doom 3 had was very gorgeous looking shadows. Everything about Doom 3 was gorgeous on the Xbox to me. I thought it was a beautiful game. Um, and I really liked the, the, the flashlight and darkness implementation. Yes, I like that too. That was, that was, there was a lot of criticism at the time for like, why can't you use a gun and a flashlight at the same time? Like, duct tape mod and stuff. Even that early yeah. duct tape mod. Yeah. Um, did you, ever, how much did you play of the first two Doom games? I played, now, here's the thing. I played through them both multiple times. But I always played with cheat codes at that time. When I played Doom and Doom 2, I always played with cheat codes. Oh my goodness, I just remembered. Because um, the closest precursor I would have had is it was roughly this year when I was living in that apartment. I bought myself old copies of MechWarrior 2, which unfortunately I didn't realize required DOS. So I <laughs> never was able to play because I had XP and it didn't have real DOS. I did not want to get DOS box working. Um, I did get Master of Orion 2, and I played a lot of that. But I also got Quake 2, and I, this is my first time playing Quake 2. Oh, Quake 2 is so good. Dude, yes. Quake 2 is so good. So good. Next time, let's talk about how incredibly disappointing Quake 4 is. Yes. But not this oh, time. Oh, man. Quake 2. Why did you have to bring Quake up Quake 2? Two. Two? We're an hour and 15 first... minutes into this. Quake 2. This my first time playing Quake 2. And, dude, that was the closest setup was the setup I had for Doom 3. But because otherwise, like, I had no expectations of what is a Doom game. And so I go in and, dude, Doom 3 was great. I loved how chilling it was. I loved having to pay attention to the light sources. I loved having to decide, do I have my flashlight? Do I have my gun? And it's it's really incredible. If anyone can find, like, just Noah Caldwell, Caldwell Gervais on YouTube made, has a great breakdown of Doom 3. Yeah, I think he, it's really long, but he's got a great breakdown of the design of it and why it works really well. I think one of the cool things that did really, too... Was in the way that it was faithful to the original and sort of recreating this descent where you start with these industrial military environments and slowly the whole thing gets more and more hellish until you're fighting a 10 story tall demon in hell. Yep. Like, and it was so well that part of like the atmosphere, um, this. Sure, some of the scares were kind of cheap, and there were some monster closets and all that, but it it was really... I, I really loved, loved that well, game. Well, the thing is, monster closets were in there because they've always been part of Doom. Yeah. Um, and I guess what people got sick of was how predictable they got, which wasn't they in the original game, too? I mean, then again, I, again I'm not like a Doom guy, so I don't know yeah, what... they were. Um, I don't know what, like, y- you, you expect, what you should expect, um... But for me, what, the problem with Doom 3 was you go to hell, and then you come back from hell. Just so you can go to hell again. And evidently, this is a callback to either the first or second Doom. Evidently, this, this happens in Doom 1 or Doom 2. Where you go to hell, but then you come back, and then you go to hell again. Yeah, well, I think it's... They set it up. And Doom 2016 does this. And I'm, I feel like this is the... Because like Doom 2016 lasts too long. Doom 3 lasted too long. 
Yeah. I feel like there's this old school mentality of just shoving more levels. Just we're we're just making levels. We're man, we're we're a level factory. Just more levels because more content is always better. More content isn't always better. And with Doom Three and Doom 2016, I loved both games, but at the same time, I wanted them both to just shut up, or you know, stop and <laughs> finish. But um, no, they they did did last too long. I, and it might be a franchise thing, not just an individual game thing. But that is my feeling towards Doom Three, though. But did yeah. you have that? Did you have that reaction? Yeah, no, I, I remember thinking the same thing. I, I remember feeling like I, I don't know how long I'd been playing, but maybe it was around the ten, twelve hour mark, thinking the game was over, and then like having another four hours, yeah, to go in the game. Where where that kind of game too, where it's very much relying on atmosphere. And it's it's as much a horror game as it is a shooter. Um, but that's that the thing. It, it By gets, that point where you leave hell, it, it stops being a horror yeah. game. It also just gets kind of fatiguing. I felt like that's that's kind of how I felt at the end, where I have I have a lot of great memories of that of that game that were sort of ruined by the Doom movie with The Rock. But that's oh. another story. Um, we got We got to do movie nights. We, we gotta do gotta have do. the video game movie nights. We got to get on that. But it it still is. Um, it's sort of a, a standout in there again. Also, probably partly because it was one of the last new games I played on a high end PC that was pretty much built to play Doom Three. Doom Three was when I actually like got the alpha of the game, like the the three demo or something that you weren't. That I got it off, you know whatever file sharing thing and played that um, that actually had a cool scare that wasn't in, in, the, the, game? in the game a cool scripted scare I remember someone on the forum I was frequenting uh, said it was the first game that made them throw their mouse across the room <laughs> but again this is probably that scare so in the well in the yeah in the the demo that was not released publicly you like um, you come around the corner and there's a window there, and you can't get in the. You can like get in the room, and it's like I feel like you had to walk to the door, see that you couldn't get in, walk back to the window, and now all of a sudden, there's a reflection in the window of of a demon behind you, and you turn around and the demon's there. Huh. <laughs> it's like ah, I'm gonna die, which is probably when the guy threw his mouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually a really good way to do one of those scares. Yeah, in a game especially. Um, but no, like, Doom 3 I played on Xbox, and I, I really liked it, though. Um, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it, and it was just one of those things that was a conflict between me, because I was always a big console gamer, mm -hmm. and just about everyone else in the club was huge on PC gaming, so I was always at odds with everyone else, mm. but... No, so I, just, I just realized something in this conversation. Oh. One of the things that makes Doom 2016 work, it's a lot like Quake 2. I can see that. I can see that. So yeah, if they make a new Quake... They, if we ignore that Quake 4 ever happened... It didn't. It, <laughs> and make an actual successor to Quake 2 with the Strog and everything... That might be a good direction to try and go. Yeah, as a sort of like fast, visceral... Yeah. Anyway... Yeah, I like that idea. Um, but that's all for today, folks. We've talked for too long. 
Uh, I got too much to edit, which I'm probably not going to. I didn't tap the microphone at all to know when to edit, so it's straight up. It's straight up. It's straight up. It's straight up. I said something sexist at one point. Well, I also said dumb stuff too, but. um, (laughs) All right. That's it, everybody. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. Have a good night.